Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins podcast, the number one football podcast in the world, as voted for by the three men in this room. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, glad to be back up at the studio then today, lads. Definitely. We're, we're without Owen today, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely glad to be in the studio. Yeah, 100%. Coursework deadlines and tests and... Not a very, not a particularly fun time no, <laughs> at the minute. But look, uh, we've plenty of Premier League action um, to cover today. Um, quite some some strange results this weekend, wasn't there, lads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a few shocks. A few shocks, big time. So I think we may as well just start at the biggest shock of them all. City couldn't get three points against Everton, mm-hmm. and like I, every week this season, you know, we have we have said Everton are a poor outfit, and the sort of. At times, and at, at, at periods in the game, they actually looked like they could have beaten City. Mm. They definitely had some decent chances within the game. Um, look, I said it a couple of weeks ago, lad. I I, I do think that um, you can get at City, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't think they're as strong defensively as as some as people make them out to be. Mm. Um, look, what what do you think, Warren? What what's what's your take on 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 Man City and Everton? Then? I I thought it was a good contest. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting City to come out. All guns blazing, and honestly, I was expecting a five or six niller. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, when you actually attack at City, they show a bit of a bit of weakness. Um, and I thought Ben Godfrey kept Holland quiet. I think he got into his head, and that's what you need to do for someone who's in such good form. Um, he got into his head. You could see Holland making imitations and stuff to the camera. Um, whenever he got tackled, he was jeering the Everton fans. Um, and that could be a key now for defenders in the Premier League when they're going up against Erling Haaland. I just want even you have seen the tackle he made as well. Yeah, he's he, he he which was purely out of frustration. Could have been a red card. He shouldn't have been on the pitch. No, it, it was a red card offence. Yeah. Um, so uh, it shows that you can get at Erling Haaland. He is human. Um, but look, he scored another goal. It was a good goal by City. Um, but it was completely overshadowed by an absolutely amazing strike from Damari Gray. We've seen him do it before. He's he's definitely got him in his in his locker mm-hmm. at least once a season. Yeah, at least once a season. Tomorrow, yeah. he's going to score you yeah, worldly. Definitely, and play well. Um, but no, look, it, I think for Everton fans especially, they can take hope from that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, against one of the title contenders, um, it it was it was a great performance, and hopefully Everton can keep playing like that against the teams that are closer to them in the table because that's. The results that are going to matter for Everton, it doesn't matter if they beat Man City and then go and lose on on Forest. Yeah, they need to be winning the the games with the, those closer around them if they want to step off that relegation paddle stool completely. Um, but definitely something to take hope for from for Frank Lampard and and the Everton fans. Yeah, I think I think that's that's completely true, Owen. Um, Everton, Everton have been a bit of a strange side under Lampard, Connor. Um, obviously, you know they've, they've pulled out some massive results under under Lampard, but the, I think the one thing you would say about them is that they just haven't been consistent. Um, what, what, what's your take on them then? Do they realistically match up? Do they do they can they be relegated this year? Yeah, I always thought you know Everton at the back are very strong. Um, Cody Tarkovsky was unbelievable. I thought he was the man of the match. Um, Patterson's been very good this season too. Pickford had a great game. But it's just going to be their attacking. I know they did score an absolute worldly, but it feels like that's the only way they're going to score because they only had one shot on target. I know they're away to Man City, but even if you've seen the game against Wolves, they weren't clinical enough. Uh, but credit to them, that's, that's a massive result. I thought they'd lose 4 or 5 nil. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like the banker of the weekend. Like yep. Man City would win that game. 
Um, but yeah, they got they got in City's faces and they frustrated them. And as Orm was saying, they frustrated Holland. De Bruyne had another. He was quiet and also his tackle was, I don't know if you've seen it, but it could have been a red card defence too. It was brutal in the second half. But yeah, like City hit the post, could have been 2-0 up. Probably that would have been game over. But you got to give credit to Everton. Pickford played very well as well. So... That, but that's back to back drop points at home now for City. Yeah. So, and Arsenal are the, I, a bit of a lead, so exactly. the pressure's on now. Exactly. And, um, City are just going to have to improve and play Chelsea away next. So I have. I, I found um, the last the last few times I've watched City, like I have found City to be real lackluster. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. in build up, it, that that sort of first and second phase <coughs> build up that they're you know renowned for being. I'm so good at. Mm. I, I've I found City to be really, really slack in that department, and I don't know. Um, I don't know whether it's necessarily their playing out from the back mm-hmm. um, has been sloppy, but I, I like Akanji um, as a defender. I think he's a, he's very competent mm. and, and a decent defender. I don't think he's that great with the ball at his feet, and I actually find when Akanji plays, it, it actually slows City down too much. Mm. I know City are known for keeping the ball taking the sting out of the game mm. and, and working opportunities around you. But I've just found that Akanji's come in and I, I don't think he's been a great fit for City in that regard mm. in terms of playing out with the ball. I think as a defender, he's absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't know if he suits that sort of that um, style of football that City like to play. Mm. And look, it's Guardiola can coach, can coach it into him. That's yeah. just yeah. at the current moment in time, I just, I'm just not sure if um, City's first and second phase build-up play is... Anywhere near where it has been in the last in the last few years. Yeah, but look, City can switch it on at any yeah. time, and uh, it wasn't their best eleven. Like they're not starting Cancelo, they didn't start Foden, they didn't start Walker. But that's the point I was going to make as well. Like Pep waits too long to make subs mm-hmm. as well. Like he made three subs in the eighty seventh minute, minute, and he's had that before. He just doesn't make the substitutions. Like mm-hmm. how is Foden not getting in that mm-hmm. team? Which is as you were saying, like they're struggling. Um, they're not creating as much as well. So I think Pep needs to make the changes quicker if it's yeah. not going well which but he look, doesn't do City don't have to worry like City are still going to be fighting for that title this year oh definitely like they do this every year they have a couple of few they have a few results that just don't go their way and people like us always say um, look could City really be out of the title race and stuff like this but realistically it's a different form they didn't lose the game still got a point from it it's what City do and they'll bounce back yeah, I suppose if they had been beaten 1-0, it would be a different story, yeah. obviously. But um, I, I completely agree with you, Oren. Um, <coughs> City do sort of have these periods in a season where, like for say, three, four games in a row, they look absolutely brutal mm-hmm. um, and, and still manage to sort of grind out some sort of results. Um, it's far too early to count City out of the title race yet. Yeah. But the only thing is, everybody keeps saying, when's Arsenal going to Arsenal it? And they haven't so far and just with how tight City and Liverpool have kept it in recent years mm. it, it it seems as though there, you've no off days anymore you know you, you have to be at the top every game you play mm. or as yeah. close to the top every game you play and at the minute I just think City's a bit off it yeah but, well Liverpool looked like that last season they were something like 11 points off City at one stage and look they rolled down to the final day yeah they won 16 in a row last yeah, year. Yeah, won 16 in a row. Um, yeah. And they brought down to the final day and at points of the final match day of the season, Liverpool were going to win the league. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it's just what City are liable to do as well. They're liable to go and win yeah. 16 games in a row. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they play Arsenal twice. Yeah, so they'll have an opportunity to... And, and both yeah, them games are six-pointers. Oh, you're right they are. You're right they are. You're right they are. Will we move on to Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. Great result for Arsenal. 4-2 over Brighton. We all thought it was going to be a tough game yeah. for Arsenal. Yeah. Brighton's playing very well to Serbia. Doing a great job at mm-hmm. Brighton. And look, I didn't think Brighton played bad at all. I thought no, it was a very, very good game. No, and I think didn't. Brighton can take a lot of promise from their performance. Um, well, Richie, what did you think about it? Arsenal are, are the top contenders. Yeah. have to be. They're, I keep saying it every week. They're just so good. And they're, they are an absolute joy. Um, they're an absolute joy to watch. Um, they have such talent in that starting 11. And the, the, what I love about Arteta, um, I, I did an article for the Bottom Bids website um, the check other day. Please check it out. Um, and I was just analysing Arsenal and giving my own personal opinions on them. And um, what I like about Arteta is um, his, his profiling of, of transfers has been absolutely excellent. And he's bought players that have come in and settled immediately. Because the style of play that, that, that Arsenal play only works to the strengths of the players that he has. He mm-hmm. knows his players' strengths and weaknesses. He He's that in-depth tactically with what his players can do and what they can't do that... Every sort of pattern of play that, that, that they have, it just suits everybody that's on the pitch. Mm-hmm. The only thing that concerns me about Arsenal is um, whenever we, um, we talk about the lack of squad depth, City in every position have two players that come in and can play um, the one position mm-hmm. and it doesn't change their style of play. Yeah, they're first team players. Exactly. Like if Grealish plays, City can still play the exact same way. If Mares plays, they can still play the exact same way. If Bernardo Silva plays, they play the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Like their style of play doesn't change because they have the players that can carry that out. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever Arsenal um need to make changes, their style of play has to change. Mm-hmm. There has to be a drop off in performance because the guys on the bench just aren't the same as the guys who are, are just, currently you've on seen the that, pitch. Not like even when Brighton came back. Yeah, they just when they made the substitutions when they were throwing it up Arsenal that. The, the definitely the performance they dipped. dipped a bit yeah. they did dip a bit that's the only thing that concerns me with Arsenal but look Martin Odegaard is ridiculous ridiculous yeah. Yeah. he is absolutely ridiculous that goal oh my god yeah. and the pass for Martinelli yeah unbelievable he is cr- he's crazy good like well he's showing where you're to him the captain um, and there's another player who you love Richie and he performed excellent again Bukayo Saka yeah just, just a serious Oh, man, when did Arsenal get this good? Like, mm. wh- when did this creep up on us? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just full of confidence. So just, full of confidence. They just don't look like they're gonna lose, to be mm-hmm. honest. But um, yeah, Saka has been unbelievable this season. I think he's six goals, six assists. Like his finish, it was so early in the game, sixty-six seconds, just that touch yep. finish, just been unbelievable this year. And then Martinelli, another great yeah. talent, and Kelly has come in and yeah. played well. I can Kelly, it was really, really good again. Yeah, I think um, again uh, Brighton. Party's been very good for Arsenal too. Yep. Even for yeah. the first goal, he intercepted the ball. Yep. I think uh, people are forgetting about that. I do think Arsenal do, as I say, have a bit of weakness. Well, I think Ramsdale is a bit dodgy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed. I think Sinchenko, you can get at him. Saliba obviously made a few mistakes, but they're so good going forward and their midfield has improved greatly. Like Party, Odegaard and Shaka has been... Mm-hmm. I think Ort had told him basically, you need to improve attacking ways yeah. if you're going to stay in this team and yeah. he has done it. Like, Well, know. look... You're talking about Party and Jacka there. Once one of them comes off the pitch, it's always Mohammed and Nani who comes yeah. on. 
Look, and then he's not a bad footballer. He's done. He's done his job in the Premier League. But that there, there's just a oh, there's a drop massive off. drop off yeah. between Definitely. Jack Allen and Lenny and between Party Allen and Lenny. Yeah. So, one crucial injury. Do you think it could change their season, Dorman? Definitely could. It could. It probably like that's the thing about Arsenal. Their squad's definitely not as um, strong as City. But they are trying. I think to get that City approach to players in every position. But I think it's just came so quickly how good they've got because mm. I was thinking maybe next season they could be not yeah. title contenders but up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if they lose, if they lose one of them players, that's probably why they're trying to get an attacking player in as well, just in case there's an injury. Um, mm. and, and and again, sorry to cut across you, Connor. If they do get Mudrick, Mudrick offers them something yeah. completely yeah, different. Yeah. Mudrick is not the type of player like all of Arsenal's forwards get involved in the, in the build up play. Mm. Mudrick's not that player no, at all. He's he, just wrong. He, he Mudrick is not. He is in yeah. the. Uh, the lowest 1% um, for passes completed in the Champions League is in the lowest 1% for uh, link-ups with teammates in the Champions mm-hmm. League. Mudrick is not an, like an, uh, an Arsenal-style yeah. player. Mm. He is literally the runner in behind. Mm-hmm. That, that is his sole thing. Mm-hmm. And he forces... The good thing about Mudrick is, though, and the thing I really like about him is... Um, Teams that like to play a high line are going to have to sit 5-10 yards deeper now mm-hmm. whenever Mudrick's on the pitch. And for the last 20 minutes, if he's happy to come in and play that role, come in and play the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. If Arsenal are desperate for a goal and they need to change it up a bit, mm-hmm. Mudrick's exactly the guy they need to go to then. High lines have to drop another 10 yards to cope with his pace mm-hmm. for a start. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like a Haaland type player yeah. where it's a fear factor. Mm-hmm. People are going to see him come off the bench, and they're going to like defenders are going to have to be on their toes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because he will, yeah. he will burn any defender mm-hmm. in this league, and, and burn them by a serious amount. Mm-hmm. So he offers them something completely different. Mm-hmm. I still think the price is too high. Yeah. But if Arteta is desperate to get him, the Arsenal board yeah. probably will just go out and buy him. Well, that's it. And and can they really go against him the way he's performing this season? Yeah. No. But they can't really go against his judgment. I do think Arsenal do need a midfielder though. Just I think they were looking at Douglas Louise in the mm. summer and uh Telemans, maybe Telemans could be a shout yeah. as well. But both available on free transfers yeah, this summer. So they've got a good chance of getting them. Yeah. Um what about Brighton then? Um look they scored two good goals. Um we've seen uh their youngest ever Premier League scorer, Evan Ferguson, mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. and he and he body checked Saliba oh, for the goal. It was a great finish. Yeah. Um Matoma playing well again. He was unlucky to have his third goal disallowed. Um but definitely, definitely promise in that Brighton squad, Richie. Yeah, look at Brighton. Brighton are very good. That's why that's why this result so so big for Arsenal because Brighton's one of the top teams. Like mm. Brighton, Brighton's a, a top eight team in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. No, no, no questions asked. Um, look, they've had a fantastic season and they, they have really been rolling from strength to strength. I, I I wouldn't be too disheartened if I was a Brighton fan mm-hmm. right now. Look, you know they are a really really well coached and well oiled machine. So I wouldn't be panicking too much just because you get beat by by the league leaders. Mm-hmm. And they're missing their two best their two star players, yeah, yeah. Casado and, uh, and and McAllister. Mm-hmm. You know, so McAllister back today. I seen a video of it this morning. It was, yeah. it was class. But that's look like Brighton, Brighton and Hove Albion have a World Cup winner. They do. And fair play to them. And they have plenty of players in the World Cup as well. Exactly. And that they have they have to have one of the, the, the best recruitment departments in the yeah. Premier League. They have to. They get their transfers are always they, they they always get it right. Yeah, they never miss. They don't miss. Yeah. They don't miss. And it doesn't matter what price the player comes in at. It could be a two million player or a twenty million player. Those players come in and they suit the system and they will have an impact. And I think the way a lot of people maybe panicked for Brighton when Potter left. I didn't because they're mm-hmm. just such a well-oiled football club. Mm-hmm. Yes, they lost their, their their entire coaching staff, but 
Like, does Zerbi and Potter aren't that far away from mm. one another? Like, does Zerbi's a really, really good coach mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brighton are Brighton are a good side, and they're going to be a good side for the next few years. They're a fantastically run football club, and it's hard not to like them. Mm, definitely. definitely. No, look, when I seen that video this morning, they all welcome back uh, Alexis McAllister, and he had the World Cup trophy with them and stuff. And all I was seeing was a proper United squad. And it, like all of them, they were all giving him a big hug, and it, it just showed me that they're they're proper teammates. Yeah, there's no individuals in that team. No. Even though Alexis McAllister has just won the World Cup, he's not going to come back and be Alexis McAllister in Brighton's team. He's going to be uh, in Brighton's team. He, he's yeah. he's going to be a team player. Yeah. Um, Although you would say I completely agree with you, Warren, but I think McAllister has now put himself on a different pedestal to those other boys. At, oh yes, no, no, I'm not saying at, at Brighton. that. I just mean. He's not going to come in and let the ego get the better of him mm. because that's yeah. not the type of not that type players of that Brighton yeah. recruit as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think Brighton need to take a lot of credit from that. Mm. Definitely. So we'll move on to the next name, Connor. Yeah. Um, I want to go to this one next, if you don't mind, lads. I want to go to Fulham on Southampton. Um, I, I, we didn't really get to talk about Fulham last week and yeah. Mitrovic had such a fantastic performance mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. We sort of had to speed it on, but... They are going under the radar this season. Um, not a lot of people talking about them. And, and they have been absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. They're, they are just going from strength to strength. The thing I'm surprised about the most, lads, is um, anytime Marco Silva's been in the Premier League, he's done well for you know a few months here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think we've ever seen this sort of consistency um, from him. Because I always thought Silva was a decent manager, but I never would have classed him as like... Uh, uh, Seventh in the Premier League. Exactly. You know, he was never that type of manager to me because the one thing I always remembered about Silva's Everton was they were so bad at the back. Mm-hmm. And at Watford, they were so bad at the back. So bad at the so back. So too attacking. They were mm-hmm. lo- lovely to watch going forward, but by yeah. God, like if teams crossed the halfway line, they could have scored six or seven past uh, them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Whereas now, it's like the balance is completely right. Mm-hmm. Connor, what, what do you think of Fulham then? Yeah, I didn't see this coming, to be honest with Fulham. They've just been superb this season. Even players like Willian, they got in. You know, mm. on the free, I think it was, and yeah. he's mm-hmm. been a great player. But I think their best player is uh, Polina. He was superb again. Twenty million from Sporting Lisbon. Mm-hmm. Like that is probably the signing. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable how he went under the radar. I think we've spoken it, about like, it in the past yeah. how good his stats are. And then again, um, their game against Southampton, he was the main man. Um, Fulham probably didn't play as well as they have been this season. I thought Mitrovic was a bit quiet. Uh, he missed a penalty, mm-hmm. but. They grind out the result and they got a late winner, good header by Polina and um, Pereira as well has been superb this season. And mm-hmm. at United, I did not see this player because mm-hmm. I thought at United he was very poor. Mm-hmm. Didn't really, even when he played, he, he didn't really do much. But he's such a confident player. Like he, he whipped in the corner for the goal. Even the, you get a bit of luck with a deflected goal, but he's taking the shots. And uh, yeah, 25 points in 17 games. I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And no. they're seventh mm-hmm. in the Premier League. And they're, they're given teams some serious problems mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they really really are they're just they're, they're just they're nice to watch yeah yeah. Play some, play some lovely football but and even I, like defensively they're a bit better as you said they are, I remember yeah. like Marco Silva's team if they went away like Watford team went away to City or you'd be like 7-8-0 yeah mm. you know but now they're a bit more mm-hmm. astute and they're definitely they're top 10 definitely maybe even better than that look they've got their recruitment right they have um, and we're used to seeing in the last couple of years, if we were to see a Fulham and Southampton fixture, it is one of them fixtures that we would gloss over because it's, it's a relegation battle fixture. Yeah. And it always has been. But this is a side that is now seventh in the Premier League. 
they're doing really well. They've got a good core of their defence. I think is it is it Tim Ream? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's very, very good. good this year. And then he's a D up. He's always been a decent defender in the Premier League. Like so, he yeah. was always going to be a good signing. Uh, you touched on the player that I wanted to talk about, um, Anis Andreas Pereira. Um, like at United, I I always loved Pereira. And I did. I didn't think he was a great footballer by any stretch, but I always loved him. Yeah. Um, and I just thought at United he was being played out of position. And now I'm we're sure seeing him. What was he? He was a six under yeah, Mourinho? he was playing as a six. Um, like, that's crazy. That's him him and Fred were playing as pivot midfielders, and that's ridiculous yeah. for any side, let alone one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, but now he's being played in his natural position. We're seeing him have stormer after stormer every week. Um and he's got that confidence because he's got a great striker in front of him. He's got good wingers either side of him. Deckard over Reed's playing very, very well for yeah, Fulham this season yeah, too. Very good. Um, but I am, I'm really, really glad to see Andreas Pereira play so well. Um, I wanted to see him succeed after he, he left Manchester United on a permanent. Um, and I'm glad he's doing so. He's showing people what he can actually do. And he's showing people that he actually is Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. he like um, with Southampton as well? I actually thought they were a bit better. But I think they're in serious trouble because yeah. they're not scoring goals. And like, yeah. even in that game, I've seen the highlights and Shea Adams missed a great chance, one on one. Should have been one on Typical. Up. You know, Shea Adams should not be playing in the he's Premier our top, League. He's our top scorer, four goals. But he's, he's he is brutal. Yeah. yeah, he can't finish. No, the only way to help him seem to score is Ward Price free kicks. Yeah, he scored fifteen free kicks in his Premier League career, and you know he, he is their I, only really good player. Yeah, yeah. you know. Like you have players like El Nusi, you know, like not a bad player, but he's not, not going to bring you up he's the not, table. Like. He's not in the Premier League quality yeah. bracket, no. and they're very young as well. And you can see I what they're see. you you can see their model. You can understand yeah. what they're trying to do. It was bring in youth so that you can develop it and sell it on for a much much bigger fee. They've always been a selling club as well. They always have, yeah. always have. But look. And it's a real shame because I like Nathan Jones. I really like him as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of think he's, he has been shafted a wee bit with this job because mm-hmm. they were always look, they were always going down. Like they're mm-hmm. just a bad side. They're mm-hmm. just poor in a lot of positions. Like I really liked Bazunu, but he's he's the uh, last game against um, the previous game. He was terrible. I know he's, yeah. he saved the penalty this game, but. He's hard to watch, to be mm-hmm. honest. I their backline's back like. terrible, too. Oh, Look, there's a reason all these major talents, quotation marks, were let go from City. Yeah. To go to Southampton. Like, they they were big talents, and they are good prospects, and they still are because they're still so young. But Man City wouldn't have let Bazunu go or the likes of Lavia and stuff go if they didn't think... They were good enough to play for yeah. Manchester City. Like you see, your boy Lewis is now starting for yeah. City, and he's a good player, and he's only like 18, 19. Exactly, so and I do think go. Lavia could have played for City, but Bazunu yeah. didn't have a chance at City. No, um, and for the, them to go, like he was playing for Portsmouth, Portsmouth last season, to go from Portsmouth straight into the Premier League, like twenty, is is a serious Fair serious jump. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So Southampton maybe just didn't get it right this summer. I think they were trying to. Bay players for the future, whereas Southampton need players right, right now yeah. because they're in no position to be looking about the future whenever they're facing relegation every year. Definitely. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go to go to Spurs, maybe. Go now. to Spurs, yeah. 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 Dreadful. Oh, <laughs> where where do you begin? Like like seriously, where where do you begin? Ten games in a row conceding first. That's mad. 
they're they're bad. We said every week they're going to concede first. You just know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's four losses in seven now, and they're just horrible to watch. And I said, did you see Harry Kane didn't get his first touch in the match till the nineteenth minute? Serious. Like that's Son's been very poor this season too. And mm-hmm. then at the back there, and then a Lloris mistake. Shot. Lloris' mistake as well. Lloris, like we were saying throughout the World Cup, we were kind of like, he has a mistake in him, which mm-hmm. he does. I think it's his third. Um, or Early this season has led, led to a goal, yeah. which is like a league high. But um, yeah, Spurs are just atrocious. And then you see Conte come out after the game and he's like, I need more players. I need 13, 14 strong mm-hmm. players. And then I need 60, 70 million pound signings every year. It's just probably a shot at Daniel Levy. Yeah, the best for Spurs is fifth, fifth. Yeah. sixth, seventh, Crazy. eighth. Look, I think Conte is probably the biggest talking point at the minute around Spurs because, look, there's a two-year contract being touted at the minute. If he signs it, I can see him getting backed in January. If he doesn't, I think the club are right not to back him. Mm-hmm. Why would? Because what's Conte going to do? He's going to bring 29 and 30-year-olds in mm-hmm. because that's what he does. That's his transfer policy. He brings well-established footballers into teams that he knows can come in and, and do a certain job. Mm-hmm. That's always been Conte's policy. I think the, the major thing that, um, that comes to mind... Um, when when we talk about Conte is same thing that, that comes to mind when we talk about Jose Mourinho he hasn't changed his style of play from mm-hmm. what was successful mm-hmm. and now it's easy to play against systems that Conte deploys mm-hmm. like this is a man that's meant to be known for his tactical prowess but it's this the, the, Chelsea from 2017 and Spurs of 2022 uh, 2023 now sorry mm-hmm. um, are the same team Mm-hmm. They play the exact same brand of football, except, well, the only difference is the quality of players is different. Mm. Their back lines. The, the, the two back lines are completely different. Yeah. The midfield's completely different as well. Like Spurs don't hold a candle to that Chelsea side in that regard yeah. in terms of player quality, yeah. but it's the same style of football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Spurs' players can execute what, what Conte wants them to execute. I don't mm-hmm. think they're good enough, to be completely honest. They're so lacklustre in so many positions that... And it was weird, like after the summer of Spain and the Spurs had, I, I had them as title contenders. Oh, yeah. like definitely, like, like some of that has to go down to the coaching. Like the likes, the one example that I'm going to talk about is Avis Basuma. Mm-hmm. Basuma was one of the best players in the Premier League when he was playing for Brighton, and whenever he went to Spurs for like 25 million, we were all thinking, how have they let him go for 25 million? And now he's an absolute shadow of himself. Well, to be fair, he is still putting up... His underlying numbers are still fantastic. Mm. I think... He actually was a miss, though, because I think he was suspended for this game. He was. Mm-hmm. He they was. They were missing Benton Kerr as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, their biggest miss is definitely Kuliseski. Without him, they're just... They yeah, don't create. They don't create. I think, they don't I think create. It's like eight like, games he's played this season in the Premier League, they have yeah. zero losses, and then nine he didn't play, the five losses. Yeah. They cross the halfway key. line and they shit themselves. Like, yeah. they don't know what to do with the ball. Like, they really, really don't. And players look to shadow themselves. Like, Son looks... Son's like, No terrible. confidence, and he's... Son's terrible at the minute. Like, even, did you see at the end, like, he tried to get touch, like, an easy touch, and it just went straight through him, and you're like... A man has no confidence. None. The problems seem to start at the fullback positions for Spurs, though. Yeah. Um, like... I think Paris is a great player, yeah. but he shouldn't be playing left wing back. Not not in the back, not in the back five, in my opinion, because they're centre backs. Look, Romero's great. Um, yeah, but Romero's the only long exactly centre back exactly. that they have. Longley's not there. He's not up there because like why would Barcelona? Why would Barcelona let Longley? Longley is all right as a backup option. Mm-hmm. But he shouldn't be starting. But he shouldn't be starting. No. Same as Eric Dyer. Dyer's all right as a backup option and for rotation or whatever. But these boys shouldn't be starting yeah. for Spurs. Romero needs two other 
top quality centre backs yeah. to partner him. That's why when we were talking about Gavardi all the other day, like he, he like if he come into Spurs' defence, he would make them ten times better. Yeah, I think Spurs need to switch to a four. Yeah, yeah, but Conte will not do that because of his system, as mm-hmm. we've said. Like yeah. he's, he's just not willing to change what he thinks is still successful. Um, Spurs need bodies in midfield. That's the problem. They're getting oh. killed in midfield yeah. every game. Douglas Louise and. Kamara looked unbelievable yesterday. They were just running. The and show. I'm not being funny. And like, but Douglas Louise and Kamara are not that good. Yeah, they shouldn't mm. be made to look as good as what they did yesterday. I think even like, Emery came out after the game was like, he couldn't believe how good, how, <laughs> how good the play. That had not been. You're always going to get overrun in midfield though, when you're only playing two midfielders. Yeah, yeah. You're but that's always the thing. Going to get run over. Who play, plays two midfielders now? Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen. The system's dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays yeah. two midfielders anymore because you're, I, like, the game is won in midfield, mm-hmm. yeah. and they think they're gonna. They think they're going to be... Like, if they do get overrun midfield, oh, we've got five defenders. But you're two of them's halfway up the pitch. And they're not as good defensively as they are offensively. Yeah. So it's going to be... You've got your midfielders who are getting beat. Then they've probably got three attackers in front of them, or two attackers in front of them, who are going to be up against three centre-backs with only one of them good enough to be starting in the Premier League. But what you see if you watch Spurs defensively... <coughs> when they do get caught on, on the counter and they do get caught in transition, mm-hmm. the two midfielders actually drop in and become a right wing back and a left wing back. So that leaves an absolute mountain of space yeah. in the middle. Yeah, and that's where teams kill them. You seen that yesterday with their second goal, like uh, again, just like straight through the middle. Doug Sweeney just walked it's through. Like through knife. To, mm-hmm. It was so easy how <laughs> Douglas Sweeney just takes a wee touch in the or ten yard box or whatever and just taps it. That's in. it. Great finish. It was a good finish. It was a great finish. But look how finish. easy that was. And look. That's, Taking I'm, I'm taking nothing away from Villa here. Villa were very good very yesterday. Good, they were really, really, really good yesterday. Created some good chances. And like, honestly, if Ollie Watkins could could put anything on target, he was very good, yeah. Watkins would be a, a really good, a really, really yeah. good striker. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think he's a good player, but I, I think he, he's like a level below like Tony. Yeah. And he's that level below Tony because he doesn't hit the back of the net mm-hmm. as often yeah. as what Tony does. He just doesn't have that same sort of um, f- finishing ability yeah, yeah. That, that Tony has. But... Take nothing away, Villa were excellent yesterday. Yeah, brilliant performance. Like Una Emery, he's, he's doing a great job of Villa. He's getting results against big teams. That's three wins in um, four now, and he's beaten. He's beaten Spurs, United, United, and there was somebody else Brighton. as well. Brighton, yeah, them four, three big teams. Like. And against Liverpool, they played well. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were lucky a bit, or a bit sorry, but and um, these are the sides they are supposed to be matched up against. Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of their squad quality yeah. and manager quality, like Villa are supposed to be a, a top eight side. Yeah, and. So far, so good for Emery, you know. Get the right manager in. And, and if they make the right signings and, and they do back them properly, because Villa's a spending club, they, 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 they do they spend, spend money. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, I think there'll be a few boys that have, that were signed this summer that are going to actually be let go. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. see Katinho staying, to be completely oh, honest. No, 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 he's gone. Not a chance. He's gone. I think yeah. that's just a waste of wages and a waste of space. I wouldn't be surprised if Coutinho joins Luis Suarez in Brazil. In, in Brazil, Brazil. yeah. yeah. He could shout, could yeah. well do. Yeah, could well do. Grammy could be throwing it back to thirteen fourteen. Um, it just doesn't work. Coutinho just doesn't work for Villa anymore. No, he doesn't work hard it, enough. Yeah, he doesn't work hard enough. Yeah, he was. Coutinho was a top quality player, but he was only signed for the fantasy because Steven Gerrard was their manager. Yeah, he wasn't signed because they genuinely thought Coutinho was going to be starting and doing a hundred percent every week and yeah. playing unreal for Aston Villa. Like when he first came, look, he played well and he played well against us. Um, but no, Coutinho was never going to be a long-term solution for Aston Villa. Like they played McGinn kind of left mid, yeah, and mm-hmm. like the work rate 
was unbelievable and he's up and down that field attacking wise Coutinho doesn't offer that mm-hmm. he doesn't provide enough defensively and he can't, he can't play a Premier League game now with one player that just doesn't do that it that doesn't do it yeah. he and he's do. not fast enough either to be no. on the wing anymore Coutinho well I think that's where Dunjim is going to come in and that's yeah. where you're going to see sort of vast work rate improvements yeah. as well mm-hmm. like imagine Emery gets a summer like this summer he'll get a big they're one of the richest uh, clubs in the Premier League yeah. that's so. it like, like if Emery was there at the start of the season Villa would be in a far different table position than they are. Oh, if you're a Villa fan, you, you need to be excited because oh, yeah, 100%. top eight at least, yeah. probably next year. But he still won't succeed, right, Orn? Well, look, <laughs> when I said he won't succeed, I mean he's not going to win any trophies. And he's not going to yeah. win any trophies. I don't know. I don't know because like, he's kind of like a cup manager. No, yeah. he's not. He's not, he's not going to win any trophies. I know he's a cup manager, but he's not going to win any trophies with that squad. And that's just the facts of it. He could... But what is what is succeeding at Aston Villa? Do you know what I mean? Like what's well, If you ask an Aston Villa fan, I would say... Aston Villa is expecting to be top in the top eight. four. Top four, do you think? Oh, I don't know. If you ask, Aston Villa fans think they should genuinely be competing for the title. And they should be. They're one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League history. But I would say, look, I'm going to take my term of succeeding back because I think they're a team that can reach the Europa League, uh, the Europa Conference League. I don't think they can get the Europa League just yet. Um, but when I was talking about succeeding I was talking about Carabao Cup I was talking about FA Cup they're not going to be there they might be up in the competition but they're not going to win it I don't know stranger things have happened look I'm not saying it couldn't happen anything can happen but it's just my opinion you know they were in an FA Cup final in they were in a League Cup final a few years ago against the City as well Mm -hmm. and 2015 they were in the FA Cup final against Arsenal and they they were poor that day to be fair but I don't know like look anything can happen Villa's Villa have a decent record in cups to be fair so I understand that I but it's the same with any team any team can have an off day and Villa seem to have more off days than any other team mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes to the big stage like they played brilliant in that FA Cup run and, and where they made it to the final game national mm. I think they got relegated no was it the next year they got relegated so that Jack Grealish was there. Yeah, it yeah. was. They got the FA Cup final one year, and then they were gone. The got, that was a great run, like, and then they got hammered in the final, obviously. But well, that's it. Like, they're, yeah. but they're a team that when they've done so well, and the fans and all behind them, like the Villa's fan base is massive. That, oh, you're huge. right. You're definitely right about that. Like, huge. people don't understand how big yeah. Villa really is, and like their owners are pumping the money in. Yeah, Villa is one base. of the biggest clubs in the yeah. Premier League. Oh, but people think because oh, of their sorry. league position. It's because they haven't really succeeded. They haven't won anything, yeah. or recently. they've been in the championship a few times. It's recency based. Recently, so. Yeah, look, fully recency based. They have one thing that a lot of other Premier League teams don't have: they have a Champions, Champions League. Champions League, yeah. Like when you win a European Cup, that's it. Like you're, <laughs> are you not one of the biggest teams in yeah. a, in, in that country? How, how are you not? But look, I do like Aston Villa, and I hope Villa do succeed. Mm-hmm. I hope Emery proves me wrong, and I hope Villa prove me wrong. Because they are a good team, and as a United fan, I hate, I hate playing Aston Villa because I always know it's a 50 oh. 50 game. Yeah. You're either winning or you're losing. Problems. There's never going to be a draw in that game. Yeah. You're either winning or you're losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope he look. I hope he does prove me wrong, um, and I hope he does succeed. I just my my thoughts of succeeding was winning uh, a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup in the next two or three years. Because like Villa are a huge club and. They are one of the teams that, and it is the way the Premier League is at the minute as well. Like if Emery was to go on a, on a streak of losing seven in a row, he's in danger of being sacked. Do you know what I mean? It's just the way the Premier League is now, rather than you're seeing that with how like, Villa are as a club. You're seeing that with like Potter at the minute at Chelsea. Like yeah, exactly. Pressure just comes on. Very it quickly. comes on like that. 
It's hard to lose seven in a row in the Premier League, though. You have to be really, really shit. No, I know, but I'm I, sure I, I just mean as an example. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why Villa, if they did have a tough run of games, could lose mm. five or six in a row and be put out of a cup competition or something. Yeah. And that's where, like, it, it, as Owen always says, and it's so true, the Premier League is a results business. So you need to be winning the games that Emery's winning, and fair play to me is, but it just could change very, very quickly. Mm. And that's why I, I don't think any manager could succeed. It wasn't specific to Unai Emery. I just don't think any manager's going to succeed at Aston mm-hmm. Villa, yeah. unless they fully, fully, fully back their team. The way Newcastle are doing, fully back their team, and like Newcastle's second or third? Sorry. Are they still second? No. Because um, of City's City draw? Second. City's second. Well, even still, they're... Still second or third, like yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, it's just one of them things. Yeah, but they could. There's absolutely yeah. no reason why they couldn't. All right, then we'll go to go to Liverpool and Leicester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three goals in the game. Liverpool didn't score one of them. And honestly, still won the game. Honestly, are right, is there any other team like them? <laughs> Serious? They're the only jammy fuckers to get something <laughs> like that, aren't they? Like, honest to God, like honest to God. Um, do you know what though? I actually thought take away the two on goals though. I actually thought Leicester were the better team on the night. Definitely, especially first half they were all first over them. Half, like you see, Dewsbury Hall's goal. How easy was it for them to get through Liverpool's F- midfield? Van Dijk cut out. He did up the field, and then Henderson. They're leaky. What man. was that? He didn't even make an attempt, and he was straight through. Henderson in the first half was awful. How many misplaced passes did he create chances for Brighton with? And just or for Leicester with sorry, and I just couldn't finish. I haven't been impressed with Liverpool this season. Like even that Villa game, I thought they were at the back. They're so shaky, and it used to be they were one of the best. I know Fabinho was missing because his wife had a baby, but even with him this season, they've been very poor. And with Liverpool, I know they're winning, but I could easily see them missing out in top four. Mm-hmm. You know, Leicester, Leicester were missing probably their best player, and they're still. Creating chances, and then they got a, a, a big injury to Pats and Daka, and yeah, Vardy had to come on. Too. Um, um, but when Vardy came on, he played well. Yeah. He, he terrorised the defence of it. He always gives them problems. Liverpool. He does. He, I think he scored. I think that's the, go- the team he scored the most goals against in the Premier League. Yeah, Could be wrong enough, but I think he scored ten goals against Liverpool. He probably just gets up for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. He probably gets himself. Probably has three red balls out there instead oh. of two. <laughs> he, he warms a red ball in then before he gets onto the pitch. Like, <laughs> what, what did you what did you think about Nunes then? He played well, but. I do, seen you, do you want my honest opinion? <laughs> thirteen. I see he's had thirteen shots since he came back in two yeah. games. Zero goals. Look, it's, it's, I feel like when we talk about Liverpool, we can't really talk about Liverpool because we're Man United fans. Everybody's probably sitting at home thinking, "Well, of course they're, they're going to be biased against Liverpool." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll not sit here and say Liverpool's a bad team because mm-hmm. they're not. I think we're just watching an aging squad. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it is. It's a high standard as well. Exactly. Like they've been before like, the be- last three or four years because they have set yeah. themselves these standards, and because they're not hitting those standards now, it's hard not to have a laugh at them. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yes, that that is an element of bias. Do I want to see Liverpool do well? No. Do a fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, at the same time, I'm not like they're they're still a good side. Mm-hmm. They're just aging. That's the thing. Like they're just getting older. And the one thing that they've always been fucking terrible at is. They're they're replacing players too late. Mm-hmm. It's like you said last night in the car on. Better to replace a player a season too early mm-hmm. than a season too late, and mm-hmm. that's the problem with Liverpool. We're looking at boys that are long past their mm-hmm. best, mm-hmm. long, long, long past their best. Why is Jordan Henderson still Henderson still playing for Liverpool? 
Why is James Milner still playing for mm-hmm. Liverpool? Oxlade-Chamberlain. Why is Oxlade-Chamberlain still playing yeah. for Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Why are these boys still in the squad? Mm-hmm. They are shite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolute shite. Mm-hmm. How do you seriously expect to come in against any Premier League opposition with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in midfield mm-hmm. and expect to control the game? Are Doesn't you make kid- sense. Are you kidding me? Especially when they've got that young... Is, is he Spanish? I can't mind his name, though. Oh, he scored against... Uh, he, scored, he scored against Villa. Like, when they've got him, and he came on the other night, and, and he, he made a good. tackle and he was up for it, why would you not start him over give Oxlade-Chamberlain exactly. if he hasn't played enough and football? Give the lad a chance. Yeah. Like, I had a dig at Harvey Elliott this season. Yeah. And Nicky and I'm going to have another dig. You know, how, if he can't start over Oxlade-Chamberlain, yeah. is he that great of a player, really? Well, Harvey Elliott did start... He did, but I mean, like even in midfield, like he, I just don't rate him at all. To be honest, yeah. I think he's a. I think even when Gakpo all comes in, like he has no chance getting in that team. Mm. They're trying to make him into a midfielder. He's not a midfielder. I just doesn't contribute enough into the team. I think Liverpool's midfield is. I know Thiago probably he played okay. Yeah, Thiago did play well. He did play well, um, but I do think at the back they're defensively all over the shop. And yeah. I think Leicester at least deserved a point. Mm. Look, Liverpool. Liverpool at the minute are, are a bit pressured with the injury situation. Liverpool, even though we've been saying here that they're... How many times a season do we say this, though? No, I know. I and know. they never prepare for but like, this. As well, no, I understand yeah. that. But I mean, what I'm going to say is about like their defensive, their defensiveness this season especially. I think it's being found out because they haven't got the attacking talent up front available to them. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say necessarily that in the past three or four years that Liverpool have been incredible defensively. It's yeah. just that their forwards have always scored more goals than their defence has leaked. Um, but Leicester were... They, they, they made their own fate. Again, Two own goals, yeah. like. Again, it's like the high standards as well. Like, Robertson, defensively, has been very poor this season, I yeah. think. And Arnold, obviously, he had a good game. But Van Dijk hasn't been as good. Their midfield's getting bypassed. Mm-hmm. And as you said, Mane is a massive miss for the team. Yeah. It's not even the goals, it's the work rate. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the... I know Salah, obviously, great player, scores a lot of goals. But Mane... Such a selfless player and was such a key player. Could play it anywhere for you as and, well. You'll uh, get that back with Gakpo though. That that work rate. Yeah. You'll 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 see that with Gakpo. But Mane Mane see over them three or four years was unbelievable and like underappreciated I felt because he was so good. Like even defensively, like he was working so hard for that team mm-hmm. and the goals he was scoring as well. Um, but maybe with Gakpo they will get that back. And okay, I think they Diaz will. is a big miss too. Diaz is a big miss because yeah. he was one of their better players too. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool would probably fans be like, oh, bias or whatever. Um. Oh, we're still getting the results, but mm. I've seen enough teams like even United, like when you're nicking results, eventually it catches up yeah. and you'll just go on a bad run of form and you'll just slide down the mm. table. And I this is we'll a Liverpool team that was title contenders, like yeah, you know. I think we'll see Nunes score a few more goals now when Gakpo comes into the team because he'll be playing up front rather than on, off the left wing. Um, I know you're looking at me funny, like, but I <laughs> look, I believe when City spends seven, do, I do yeah. think eventually he will hit form. Yeah. Because he does, he so he gets in the positions, he has the chances, mm-hmm. and eventually he will yeah, start at some point goals. he has to. Because at Bafika, that's what they said about him. Like his touch is obviously not the greatest, yeah. but he was such a good finisher. Yeah, it must just be a confidence thing, and eventually, like the goal, even he, he got the own goal the second one, he chipped the keeper and it came back. Obviously, I was <laughs> yeah. lucky enough, but still, I don't think that fella will ever score twenty in the Premier League. In a season, I think he'll score twenty in the Premier League this season. No, this season, no I don't know about this season. Where's well, he got nine? And there's still like more than half the season to go. Why couldn't they? Is it as much as nine, is it? Yeah. He's got nine Premier League goals this season. Well, he probably could then. Yeah, he definitely could. But I, I was going to say, even next season, I think he, he could just hit form and he'll definitely get over 20. Yeah. 
Well, they set the wait and see. Look, City spent 10 million less on Haaland, and look at the good return he's given them. But they're paying him like 800k a week. Haaland's on another level. So it was a million less of a transfer fee, but they're paying him near enough a million. (laughs) But but I mean, when you just take those transfer fees and compare those numbers, did you see that? You spend 80 million on a striker, he fucking better score goals. Well, that's true, but it was a release clause. I don't care. I don't care. You put you spend eighty million on a striker, he'd better score. But also, goals. Holland, yeah. Holland will be away in a year or two times. So yeah, no, no, he probably will. But did you see that? But even when Holland goes, that that, that, that doesn't make Nunez the best he, striker in the Premier League. He's fucking nowhere near it. Like Holland is the second most Premier League goals in twenty twenty two, and he only signed in August. Yeah, like that's yeah. mental. But but he's Nunez is maybe tenth or eleventh down that pack in order. No harm. And anybody that tries to tell me any different, you can fuck away on off. You're wrong. So you can both go away. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't care. I never put a fancy level goal. I don't care. He's not good. I'm sorry. He's just not good. And he will not succeed at Liverpool. There's my take, if you will. He won't succeed at Liverpool. He'll be crap. Betty Gakbo scores more goals than him. Because he's, he's ten times the player than what Darwin Nunes is. Useless. Yeah. Useless. Yeah, <laughs> Useless, boys, honestly. Right, we'll go to... We've got left. Well, we need to talk yeah, about Luke Face. He scored two on goals. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Comical. The second one was even. Oh, jeez. What was he doing? Yeah. He just panicked. Doesn't make sense. So, the worst thing is, though, he has actually been one of Leicester's better players. That's what he Since he, he really signed they, before the World Cup, he was probably like their best back. Yeah. He was playing really well. And uh, the first goal as well, the goalkeeper shouts, Leave it. I know. Just, oh, my God. That's what my dad said as well when we were watching it. Hear it. We, leave you, it. Everybody could hear yeah. it. Leave it. But he couldn't, and he was right beside him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was just a dreadful mistake. The second one's even worse. Like, I just don't know what he's doing for that second one. It hits yeah. the post and he's all day. There's nobody really around him. Panic just kicks it in his yeah. own net. He and must he's... have thought that Nunez was right behind him or something yeah. or Salah was right behind him. Just kind of panicked. Even yeah. the first goal, probably because he scored the first own goal, mm, he's kind of shaky. Tell you what though, crack and finish. <laughs> oh, serious finish. The first one. Oh, serious finish. I don't know Couldn't do it if you tried. Crack and finish. Company done it again us a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Crack and goal, but... Fair play to him. Yeah. He is. Uh, <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold got another assist, but it doesn't count again. <laughs> he's in three. What was it? Three assists for own goals or something? Trent's got this. He's, he's, he's just seen the afro, but he thought it was Salah in the box. So I know. Whipped that is. in there. So he did. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to Manchester United versus Wolves. Yeah. yeah. So big game. Uh, for Man United, especially with the other results that happened in the Premier League this this week. Yeah. Um, or this match day, sorry. United picked up three points were probably a few years ago and they wouldn't have yeah. um, and they've taken advantage of the top four situation into the top four for the first time this year a disciplinary issue left Marcus Rashford uh, onto the, on the bench to start the game uh, we talked about this in the Parlay Sports app and we were uh, delighted to be joined with Isaac from United Cloud he's a big following on Twitter um, and on, on uh, Instagram so definitely give it a watch and give him a follow uh, Connor, uh, what did you think about Rashford not starting but coming on to to bounce back and and win us the game? Yeah, it's definitely um, it's it's one of those ones where it's it's a good um, it's a good stamp by the manager, but then it's also a good stamp from the player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ten Hag handled it really really well. Um, I, th- I think it's it's something that you know maybe isn't talked about enough. Um, just how good his his man management skills have been this season. Um, I think it was uh, excellent from him, you know, saying, look, I'm not taking this shit from any mm-hmm. players. I don't care whether you're the best player in the team or the worst player in the team. Mm-hmm. If you sleep in and miss a meeting, you, you're not going to start, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I really do like that approach from him. Now, when the lineup first got released, I was kind of like, oh shit, no Rashford? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to struggle out here. But in saying that, you know, Rashford then had the perfect response when he was called upon. He just did what he had to do. And mm-hmm. he's in such such excellent form at the minute. You know, I, when you watch him in this kind of form, scary talent. Like. Yeah. But that's what Casemiro said as well. Like, he didn't realise how good... Rashford is. Casemiro said he's top five in the world. Yeah, if he keeps going. Yeah. And even off the field, he's good. Like, it's uncharacteristic, actually. Like, you know, he slept in. It wasn't like, at least it wasn't. I, it's worse, not as if this has happened before. It was before, just a sleep yeah. in. And I actually like the way the manager was like, no, it doesn't matter. You're the best player. As you said, yeah. if you're the best player or the worst player, you do the you same do this, as the team. You're, yeah. you're off. But he's always been like that. I think at Ajax as well, he was like that. Um, but Rashford's just full of confidence and he's playing unbelievable stuff. But United, as you said, like, without him. I know that the first half they were the better team, but without them, they're just not the same team. Mm. Yeah. Well, we showed that we need a bit of a, a bit of squad depth, um, but need we showed we need striker. Yeah. But we showed. Um, I thought we showed a lot of promise whenever Rashford came onto the pitch, and I think he's shown more to his game this season than even when he had the thirty-five goal contributions a couple of seasons mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. He's shown he can really use his strength. He can really use his body, and when he runs at man, there's no defender in the world that will stop Rashford when he actually runs at them. And if they do, they're world class. Look, the goal he scored, he had a lot to do. Yeah. Where he picked up the ball from, he, he he had a lot to do. It was like the same as the goal against Burnley, where he picks the ball up, he has a lot to do mm-hmm. to get that ball in the back of the net. It was, yeah. it was the same It was the same against Wolves on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Individual class. Individual yeah. brilliance. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all him. Don't get me wrong, the way pass back into him is nice, but he has to hold off one man, then shrug off another man, and then get composed to slip the ball under Saw, who is a very, very good goalkeeper, very mind good keeper, you. Huh? Very good. And the who made, the first half was yeah, who good. made a lot of nice saves in mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. On this form, good luck to any defender. Yeah. Because he will rinse you inside out. Mm-hmm. But like with the United as well, I think there's just like this, there's so much more improvement there as well needed. Like as because this is a game we would have lost last I season. Yeah. Like I thought with um, I thought Granato actually played okay in the first half. He took off, but I was disappointed in Anthony. To be fair, I thought he was very poor. But I, I've seen a lot of United fans say this that they're oh, disappointed. No. Yeah, about I said it just did he played well. No, he didn't. I didn't think he played. He was, I thought he was poor. I thought you know you seen when Traore came on there. I know he only had like a five ten minutes, for it, but he went at players and he played really well. I thought yeah. Anthony was a bit. I think maybe that is because. You know, I ain't got me trying to impress too much. But do you think it's because? But sixty He's on the same side as um, Wambasaka. Do you think it's because Wambasaka doesn't offer enough threats, so they can just double Anthony? That's what I was thinking, maybe. But you know what? Didn't like, track back. But you know what though? Sixty-five yeah. percent of United's attacks came came through Anthony. Yeah. No, look, they, know, they came down that right hand side. He played better than he did uh, against Nottingham Forest, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think he did offer a wee bit, but he needs to. Track back because he, I think he left Arn Wambasaka out a bit to dry uh, the other day, um, and Wambasaka played well. Like it's strange, it, it, like it's strange that we're talking about this because this is a feature of Anthony's game that he was signed for. Mm-hmm. He signed because he's a hard worker, and he yeah. signed because he he, he, he does it on, on both both sides of the pitch. But he got off to such a good start. I just expect more of him. I just thought he just. I know well, he's involved in the play a bit, but I thought it was just a lot of. It wasn't like he never really took a man on. It was more backward, you know, slow. I thought I thought he was very poor. There's no doubt Anthony's going to be a success at Manchester United, better, though. I am. He needs to... Uh, defenders kind of expect him to be cutting inside and going on his left foot. Um, but because he's so fast and he has all the tricks, like even if he does do that, <laughs> he's still going to be the defender yeah. eight times out of ten. Um, but 
look, a bit of competition won't do any, any harm. Uh, whenever Sancho's back, we'll, I think we'll start to see a real bit of Anthony form. And I think we'll see the real Sancho when he's back because like he's been Hopefully. taken out of the team completely. I say he's actually he's back to individual training yeah, now in, 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 in Manchester. In Manchester this week, yeah. yeah. Um, and even that there shows Ten Hag's tenure over United has been a success so far as well. And he's taken over the reserve team now yeah. too because he wants the he wants the flow of young talent to be to be good and stop players like Anthony Alenga yeah. getting into the first team at Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. See Ten Hag as well, like that shows his good man management as well. Like he didn't like hang Sancho out to dry really. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh he's not good enough out of my squad. He's trying to get him back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully he does head form because like Alanga's just not yeah he's not there not good enough. Um let's talk about Wolves very quickly. Um Julian Lopetegui's first home game for Wolves. I thought Wolves showed a lot of promise. Um, and I think if they continued performances like that, look, they didn't get the result, obviously, but if they continued performances like that against other teams in the league, do you see them staying up, Connor? Oh, they'll definitely stay up. Wolves fans need to count themselves lucky because they have... Th- that, that midfield three is yeah, it's ridi- ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous. Nunez was brilliant the other day. Nunez was very good, but, but Neves, Neves is, is head and shoulders yeah, above the rest. Like, ridiculous. Ne- like, to be fair, um, I thought Bruno played all right, I thought Casemiro played all right, and I thought Eriksen played all right, but uh, Neves was the best midfielder in the pitch. Yeah. yeah. He, he dictated everything. And everything good that Wolves did came through Neves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, special player. And it, like Neves is a player that has always been linked with bigger clubs and just not made the move yet but I want to see him at one of the big yeah, plays I want to see him go and play for a massive side because he's just that good well it took David De Gea to make three worldly saves to stop Neves having a hat trick having a hat trick yeah it shows how good he is he's always in the positions and how he strikes a ball he, he never miss hits a ball no that free kick was yeah, class as well, yeah. and the half volley on the edge of the box as well he's just he's a special player Wolves are very good defensively as well but it's just they just don't score goals. It's, mm. it's the goal scoring that yeah. whether well, it was They just don't me. offer yeah. a real threat. Like Traore came on first five or ten minutes was getting at United, but they just didn't have anybody in the box. Yeah. Then they brought Jimenez on. Didn't really do much. He got the header at the end, yeah. but they just don't score goals. They're lowest scores in the league. They've invested heavily now in Mateusz Cunha. Well, that's yeah, it. Like, that's what I mean, there's no reason why Cunha can't come in and, and score goals yeah. for them because he's he's a very talented player yeah. and. Yeah. He has a lot of really, really uh, good attributes that I think will will suit the way Wolves actually play. So, yeah. look, there's no reason why Cunha doesn't come in and score goals. Um, but he needs to score goals. Yeah, because yeah, he hasn't scored this season. <laughs> because yeah. he needs it. Yeah, he needs it for himself personally. Yeah. But Wolves need it. Wolves need a goal scorer. Yeah. It, it's just it's a real shame that. Um, is it Kalasnich or Kalasnich? Oh, uh, he got, yes, he got injured. The, yeah, it's a real. Yeah, it's a shame. It is yeah. a real shame he got injured at the start of the season because he actually. See when a Traore come on there yesterday. If that fella Kalasnich was, was, he's like six foot eight. That's what they were missing though. They but if he was, if he was on the pitch, I buy, I buy would score goals for Wolves no problem. Yeah, and like even would. Jimenez a few years ago, he would have definitely gotten the end on him. Yeah, yeah Jimenez losses. since the injury hasn't been the same player. Oh. So look, I think Wolves are. But I think Wolves are hundred percent. I agree too. I think they'll stay up. It could be a very different. Wolves team in the second half of the season. I think they're a bit like Leicester at the start of the season. They're too good. Mm-hmm. Their squad's too good. And as you said, they've got players like Neves, who's yeah. just, just, a, just a different very level. Good player, like. uh, same situation as last week. We're going to run through the last few games quite quickly. No worries. Um, so, first one was West Ham and Brentford. A 2 0 win for Brentford, Richie? Yeah, I called that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I, thought, I thought Brentford were, were too strong for West Ham. And look. I think David. I think a real conversation needs to be held about David Moyes. 
and his, yeah. and his future at West Ham. Yeah. Four losses in a row. Mm-hmm. It's just not good, like. Um, That's what I mean about the likes of Villa, though, and Emery. Yeah. It's a, it is a results business. Mm. And four losses in a row, and we're talking about David Weiss should be sacked, and I, I think he should be sacked. I don't think there's the same. How easy it can be. But I don't think there should be the same expectations at West Ham as what there is at Austin Villa. But they did spend over the last big, few years. They did spend big in the summer. They spent over like 100, 165 million in the I, summer. I just think Villa is a bigger club. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. No, no, I'm not doubting that. But I, I just mean like in the Premier League, like four losses in a row, and he should be sacked. Hmm. And it can happen at any time. But it's like the spend in the summer. They spent 165 million, and mm. the signings just have not produced. No, yeah. they haven't. You know, and Tony was again unbelievable golden assist he obviously got injured at the end but he has just been a star performer for Renford and he's involved in like since they've been in the Premier League he's been involved in like 45% of their goals mm-hmm. like he's just been he is Mr. Brantford like yeah. yeah and look whenever he does inevitably get this ban like it's going to be a, a huge blow for that's Renford. the problem so who do they have in the need state? to buy someone in January yeah need to and like that's the thing it's like it's all well and good us sitting here saying you know they need to buy someone in January. They need to buy somebody of Tony's quality, yeah. and that's gonna be hard to go and do. That's a forty fifty million pound player, like costly. Exactly. And, and, but you were saying Tony, like Tony could get a could have got a big move there too. Um, well, I think he will. I, I think Tony. Still, I, think he, I, I think if Tony doesn't get banned, yeah. if he doesn't get banned, I think Tony will be away in the summer. Yeah, so do I. Um, another big shock result was Newcastle and Leeds nil nil. Newcastle had a lot of chances, but just couldn't get the job done. Dorman. Yeah, um, yeah. Newcastle dominated the game, just couldn't score. Um, Eslier was unbelievable, made five saves. Um, it's actually weird to see Leeds actually get a clean sheet because that's not the way they're like. But mm-hmm. the setup defensively, Trippier again was very good for Newcastle. Newcastle are so good at the back. Again, probably missing Wilson. I know he came on, but he should probably. You know, he's always injured, but should be starting. Um, disappointing for Newcastle, but. I think Eddie Howe came out and said it. That's how far they've come. That that's a really bad result. Exactly. And um, this season he's been unbelievable, and their home record's been unbelievable too. The third um, most points this year, twenty twenty two at home. They've only lost one game all season. Only lost one game um, up there with Liverpool and City. So I do. Th- I think top four is going to be tough for them, but they're so defensively sound. If they could just get Wilson fit and he starts scoring goals, and said Maximum as well back. Um, obviously Amaron's been very good and Joe Linton's been very good mm-hmm. uh, and Bruno obviously but uh, yeah disappointing result but things are looking up for Newcastle yeah Richie anything to add? Uh, it's just look it's it's hard whenever your your first choice strikers are missing you mm-hmm. know what I mean like whenever you have no Isaac and you have no Wilson some uh, drop to Wood like, it, it is like yeah. there is a big drop off there and look mm-hmm. Chris Wood's alright like mm-hmm. you know he's, he's good for a job he'd do your job and he's good for a goal here and there but he's not a consistent goal scorer so it's always going to be tough when you're when you're missing your 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 goal scorers, but yeah, look, I mean they completely dominated the game. Mm-hmm. They are different gravy when they're in possession. Yeah. I've never seen Newcastle this good, like. And it's good to see because like like Aston Villa, Newcastle is one of the biggest teams in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely, and their fan base is massive. And their fan so base like, is huge. Good to see. Um, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace. Bournemouth losing two 0 at home. Again, that's another one I called, called it. Yeah. yeah, that's another one I called. Um, I think Palace needed that result to after after two two very poor results in their mm-hmm. last couple of games they needed that result and they got the result and they play the better football I um, 
I think it's a wee bit funny now that Gary O'Neill has got the permanent job that Bournemouth now look like a completely different yeah, side. Yeah. It's like it's like when Ollie was the assistant manager at United and he yeah. went on that massive win streak, but the minute he got the permanent job, it was like, okay, job done. Yeah, like, honeymoon yeah. period's over. We, we can be shit now. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like this is Bournemouth now. It's like honeymoon period's over and it's like, okay, let's be let's let's, be let's go back to being shit again. Yeah. <laughs> we're bo- we're the real Bournemouth now. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like it's it's just strange in that sense. But they even look like they're playing a different style of football mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, they don't look as good going forward. Yeah, right? you're like, don't change what worked yeah. because what was working for you was working for you. So stick with it. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you put three past Burge. Yeah. So stick to what you were doing mm-hmm. previously, and you should be okay. But again, look, they just don't have the same quality of player that that other sides in the Premier League have. So it's always going to be an uphill battle for a side like them. And what do we think in general consensus of the staying up this year? No. No, I can't, said it for a while, I I can't see it. Going down. Yeah, their, squad, their squad's not good enough. Forest, Bournemouth, and Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. They're, they're easily the three worst. Mm. That's probably their worst performance all year, too. Well, except for probably the Liverpool game with a good bit 9 0. But uh, I think Gary O'Neill came out and said that's the worst performance he's had since he's been the manager. Yeah. And I don't know what's happened. Like, they're just not good enough. I think they lost six or last seven. And I struggle to see whether they're going to get any more points this season. Mm-hmm. And I think United next. <laughs> be tough mm-hmm. uh, the final game of the match day was a big result for Nottingham Forest mm-hmm. a 1-1 draw against Chelsea huge result for Forest at home they've taken some good results at home this year mm-hmm. yeah. um, what do we think about that Richie? I have a smile back on my face because mm-hmm. I can slag Chelsea again <laughs> we love it lad with Mountain Havertz <laughs> or I? Uh, honestly I did say last week I did give them their dues they played really really well against Bournemouth last week as Connor said though it was Bournemouth don't read into that mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. um, but when I give them their dues I'll call them out when they're bad they were poor yeah. second they, half especially oh. Chelsea are not a good team like. mm-hmm. yeah. they are not a good for all the money they spend they mm-hmm. are woeful like absolutely woeful you don't fear Chelsea like if mm-hmm. I was any other team in the Premier League I wouldn't fear Chelsea mm-hmm. they've a handful they've a handful of good players I don't think there's any Chelsea player that's. I, I don't think there's any Chelsea player that breaks into that world class bracket. Mm-hmm. They've a few good players, but a few good players isn't going to carry you through. Like Chelsea, are not make a top four either. No, yeah. they'll be lucky Ch- to make. I think to make top six. Chelsea be lucky to make the Europa League. Yeah, hundred percent. Genuinely, they are crap. Mm-hmm. See second half, they were woeful. Oh my like, god! They just don't like you're playing Nottingham Forest, who just lost United three 0 one of the worst defenses in the league. And you offer nothing mm-hmm. going forward. Um, two shots on target the whole game, uh, and the goal was a fluke. It hit off Bully and then it deflected mm-hmm. down. And I thought Forrest actually was a better side, yeah. especially with um, Gibbs White, who was very good. But yeah, Chelsea are would be lucky to get top six. And Mount again, I thought was very poor. Havertz was awful. I don't think Mount even knows his best position to mm-hmm. be honest, yeah. because one week he's out on the left, then he's plays at the ten, and then yesterday he was playing at the eight. Mm-hmm. Do you know your best position, lad? Mm-hmm. Like, do you? Yeah, that's it too. Like, you need to be going and telling the manager, this doesn't suit me. Mm-hmm. I, this is where I am most effective. I mean, the manager should know that himself anyway. He should know where his players are most effective. Mm-hmm. And Potter... But you can't... This this whole chopping and changing yeah. thing, yeah. this whole playing players in five different positions, it doesn't work. Yeah. Pick a fucking position and play them in it. Yeah. Simple as. Well, Richie, I'm going to call you out. A wee bit here, so yeah. Right, go on ahead uh, there, lad. You made an opinion in one of our first episodes about 
player that Dorman's just mentioned, Morgan Gibbs Wade. You lost them back there. You lost them back there. You trying to catch me out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's done enough to me, so I need to do it to someone else. Um, have you changed your opinion on him? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know one game is not enough to completely sway my opinion. Don't get me wrong. I, like the price tag was massive. Yeah. And, it was huge. And like he is not worth that amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always going to stick in my mind. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be like, you know, you were completely overpaid for yeah. like, And he couldn't start for Wolves. And he, and he couldn't start for Wolves. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And look, don't get me wrong. It's like we were just saying there, that Wolves midfield three is fantastic. He yeah, probably yeah. wasn't going to get into it anyway. Well, as a long-term replacement for, for Matinho. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. thinking now, why did they sell him? Sell him, yeah. Because yeah. he is, like, even against United, how different four star without him? It's because they didn't want to. They didn't want to sell him, but he but wanted then, to pay. But you couldn't turn that forty million pounds for a guy who was on loan at Sheffield United. Exactly, last year. like it's you. You just couldn't turn that yeah, money that's down. True, yeah. Look, he is. He definitely has some really, really good attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's, he's quite physical. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how how strong he was. Panger of a shot on him too. Absolutely, yeah. that, 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 that shot that's as the, clean as you're going to see a ball yeah, hit yeah. this year. It's a shame that didn't go oh, into the back Lord. of the net. To be what honest, um, but yeah, look, I think. Um, it's apparent when he doesn't play for Forrest that they're like a different side. Oh, but yeah. when he does play for Forrest, they, like Forrest look like they could actually score they're goals. A bit more you know, they, they, they definitely offer a wee bit more. I think, again, look, how many teams do we say this with? I think if Forrest could manage to get themselves a, a, a decent goal scorer, mm-hmm. I think they might be okay. Like, it's really weird. Um, we were talking about him last night, uh, last week. Sorry, uh, Awaniwi, mm-hmm. our... His his XG this season is something like, it's honestly lad, it's something crazy. Like he should have scored like twice the amount of goals he's actually scored. <laughs> like if he could actually find the back of the net, mm-hmm. they might be all right. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, he again, he's kind of like Nunes. He just he gets in the right positions, but he gives, he, he just doesn't put but the ball in. Your boy, your boy Johnson yesterday too. He has the pace Greedy. to get in behind. But, but he's per- he missed Greedy. like even the it's I think it was per- per- at one nil like he was in the uh, the player was in and he could have squared it though when he could have squared it I mean and one one and he didn't yeah. but I think Potter now as well like he is under serious pressure and I thought yeah. like um, the one like they done well at the start but their last like seven I think they have like one win three yeah. draws three losses like that's and not Chelsea they'll they'll get rid of you quickly. Mm-hmm. And as you say, and he's trying his best. He's chopping and changing, but it's not working. It's not he's working. trying guys in their own position. It's not working. And you know, they're just Chelsea are just not good enough. And they play City now next two mm-hmm. games to play them in the league in the FA Cup. And if they yeah. get a few, and they're going to get smashed. Yeah. yeah, they are going to get absolutely smashed. Yeah. He could be under serious. He could be under serious. I think it'll be the cha- come down to the Champions League as well. They're in the last sixteen. Yeah. If that doesn't go well, who do they play? AC Milan, I think. Is it no, Spurs. No, oh no, it's Spurs. Good, Simon. I'm looking up here. If it's somebody semi-difficult, they'll get beat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, might, I think even the FA Cup's going to be a big factor. That's the thing as well. Yeah. Potter's thing because because they got booted early in the league cup. Something in the league cup they got put out too very early. So yeah, he needs a cup run or something. But City, I think they play City away in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. No, it'll be, it'll be difficult for them. Like, um, just trying to find who it is they're playing in the Champions League. Dortmund. Dortmund will beat them. Yeah. Mm. Imagine battling them against that midfield. Yeah. Them. Dortmund will beat them. Yeah. Could well do. Easy. Could yeah. well do. That'll be easy work for Dortmund. Yeah. Look, Potter could be under. He could really be under pressure in the next 
few weeks, few months. Uh, and it's silly to say that because like the, the, the man needs time and he yeah. needs to get his own signings into the team. He's we keep saying it every week, but he is playing with Thomas Tuchel's team. He's yeah. not playing with his own team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're bad. Yeah. He needs they're a summer bad. transfer window really, but yep. at Chelsea they're just he might not give it to him. It's the same argument people gave, um, you know, when when they were when people would talk about Man United and they would say, "Oh, look, United spent a uh, spent a billion on transfers, but the billion's not on the pitch." Yet Chelsea have probably spent a billion on transfers as well, and it's not on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not on the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, look, their best player is a fucking thirty-eight year old centre back. Like. I was going to mm-hmm. say that their best player yesterday was Thiago Silva. Mm-hmm. Without him, they would have lost that game hundred yeah. percent. So, you know, like this is Chelsea. This mm-hmm. is a team that's renowned for being one of the best sides in the Premier League mm-hmm. and they're just not. Mm-hmm. They're just not. That Honestly, they're they're lucky to count themselves as a top eight side at the minute. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're poor. No, I, I, I would be inclined to agree. Uh, shall we move on to the predictions? Richie, if you want to run us through the predictions this week. Yeah, no worries. Uh, or sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll go to picks of the week. I go to picks of the we'll week. We'll go picks of the week and then we'll go for our predictions. Um. So, Richie, your pick of the week this week. Richie's fantasy pick. I know. Do you know what? I've I've got three out of three mm-hmm. so far. When I picked Almer on, he picked up points the next week. Yeah. When I picked Rossard, he picked up points the next week. And when I picked Rossford there last, Rossford picked up points as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 on a hundred percent record here, and I don't want to ruin my hundred percent record. So I'm gonna play it safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, I'm I'm gonna go for um. I think the obvious um choice at goalkeeper. Um, for everybody's fantasy team so if you don't have this goalkeeper in um, you're missing out on, on some, some big points at the minute um, Nick Pope uh, defensively sound makes a lot of saves he picks up points for a um, number of saves in a match um, believe it or not um, his clean sheet bonuses are always always in the, the, the top 1% percentile of, mm-hmm. of goalkeepers anyway so um, if you don't have Nick Pope in at this stage again you're a silly boy so Nick Pope's going to be my fantasy pick of the week this week mm-hmm. And Dorman, your yeah, player of the week league. in the Premier League this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Um, Sorry, lads, I just took a complete brain for it there. <laughs> no, um, you were both looking at me and I was like, what the fuck are they looking at me for? <laughs> no, there's been some good performances this week, like Polina was very good, um, but I'm going to go Odegaard. Um, I think he's the best player at Arsenal right now, and I think he's probably one of the best players in the league. Seven goals, five assists this season, and again, he was superb. Uh, great goal, as you said earlier, and the assist to Martinelli didn't even yeah. look. Just first time, straight in, Um Outrageous skill, and he's also such a hard worker in that midfield, yeah. which is underappreciated too. And he's the captain, and he's leading by example. And what a signing he's been for Arsenal! I know he was on loan, and then they signed him in the summer there because there was talk maybe they wouldn't sign him. I think he's more goal contributions already yeah. this season than he did the whole of last season. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, isn't it interesting that, that Norway weren't at the World Cup, mm-hmm. but yet they Some have quality players, probably the top two players in the Premier League yeah. at the minute. Yeah, you know it's. It's crazy. It, it is. It's a bit strange, isn't it? You know, it just goes to show if if Norway had. When's the last time Norway were even at the Euros? I couldn't even tell you. I know. Honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. But it's just strange, you know. If they did have a wee bit more talent, they probably could end up being a very, very, hard side very decent side, mm-hmm. you know, because they do have the top two players in the Premier League at the minute. Haaland's probably the best striker in the world, and I'd say Odegaard's in terms of attacking midfielders, like top. he's. Look, we were talking about this yesterday, year. Connor. Like, I would class world class as the top four in your position or top three in your position. And on current form at the minute, it's hard to argue that Odegaard is probably not within the top yeah. three attacking midfielders in the world at the minute. 100%. Like. I think in Premier you know? League, he's been, as you said, Holland and him have been the two best performers this year. Yeah. 
obviously like Saka Martinelli have been good, but them too have been just nice different, just different, different standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. different standard completely. Um, we're missing McCardle today, um, and we started a new segment with him last week, which was the cream of the cream boob of the week. Um, and I think the three of us, on behalf of McCardle, are going to nominate. McArdle as the boob of the week yeah, this week. Definitely. What um, a fool. He is a Jeff Ule. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he said that Manchester United weren't gonna beat Wolves. He done it to be controversial. And we all knew he was doing yeah. it to be controversial. No other reason. And uh, just twisty. Just being twisty. It's not nice. Um because he wanted to be the one who said, Oh, Wolves are gonna win and then we oh, come you in have here. To admit, like, oh, oh, these are the stupid games that yeah. you lose. Um, Aye, yeah. good one. If Wolves had beat us, he would have sat or oh, all he'd smug. Have been in today. Oh, he would have been in today. Yeah, he would have been all smug. Oh, didn't I tell <laughs> you? what, that is. That's why, he, that's why he's not here today. Exactly, because he knew he was going to get a rinse. Coursework day. He'd have sat up and been yeah. chance. He would have said, oh, you know, we're unlucky. And I predicted that. Yeah, that's so exactly what he would have said. All smug. He'd have come, he come in here gritty or something. Oh, he like. would have started laughing and everything. <laughs> but yes, our boob of the week this week is Owen McCardle. Yeah. But yeah. his actual official pick for Boob of the Week is uh, Fias of Leicester yeah. for the, the two own goals. Comical. Comical. Absolutely Brilliant. comical. Um, so we'll move on to, to my opinion of the week. My opinion of the week last week stirred up a bit of controversy, which is it's always good. You've got to get people talking. You were close yeah. to being Boob of the Week last week, but Well, look, we all have our own opinions on who's Boob of the Week, Richie. And I have a, I have a very strong opinion on I'm looking at him. Dormal. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> yeah, so my opinion caused a bit of controversy last week. Fair enough. Look, it's 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 an opinion at the end of the day. Um, I don't really know what to go with this week. Mm. Um, it's it's been look. There's been some surprise results, but I think I'm gonna go with what we've literally just been talking about, and it's that Chelsea's gonna struggle to even get Europa League football let alone Champions League football this season. Um, unless Potter gets the backing this January, I think that's where Chelsea's going. Yeah, look, I, I'll, I'll, we've just spent 10 minutes talking about Chelsea how, how shy Chelsea are, <laughs> to be honest. So um, I'll maybe lax up a wee bit here. Yeah, um, yeah Chelsea's... Look, I'll, I'll just finish with an over an overarching, my overarching view on Chelsea. Chelsea's poor. They don't have the standard of player anymore. Again, a similar sort of thing with Liverpool. We're watching an aging squad here. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when you are an aging squad, if you don't replace and don't get youth into the side, you're always sort of you're always watching boys at the back end of their career. So, look, I just for me personally, I, I don't rate Chelsea, and I don't I don't think that Chelsea will be lucky to finish eighth mm-hmm. in the Premier League this year. Yeah, Dorma, I, I do totally agree. agree Freddie went off on Chelsea a bit. I just think they're not good enough, and so many disappointing players this season. I think they will probably buy a few players in January, but I don't think it'll be enough. They might come seventh if they're lucky. Yeah. Well, that's my opinion of the week. I think that Chelsea are going to struggle to even get Europa League football, yeah. uh, let alone Champions League football. Um, we're going to finish off with our predictions, and Richie is going to go through the games, which again week starts tonight. I want to hit just with something, though, first, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I went back to last week's episode and I've taken a tally, a tally, uh, a tally chart. <laughs> I can almost speak a tally chart of our predictions. So I'm letting you know this now, and I know McArdle's not here. Definitely the worst. We're doing a challenge, okay? So that we're, I'm going to keep a tally mark every week of everybody's predictions and how the results go. The loser at the end, uh, the loser at the end of the year is going to have to do some sort of forfeit okay. on, the, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm up for that. So it'll be sing a song or something oh, like that there. Yeah, and you have to sing the full song. Yeah. <laughs> 
be a bit awkward like but yes, <laughs> just in the studio like that. <laughs> no more stupid pics then <laughs> <laughs> no you have to you, you treat it seriously from now um okay so uh the fixtures start from tonight then um so we're recording on a monday here episode will not be out till the Wednesday anyway so mm-hmm. most of these games will be finished by, by that time but the start tonight and we have Brentford and Liverpool Brent, Brentford at home to Liverpool Connor will go to you first who takes that I think the key is is Tony playing which I don't think he will but I'm going to go for a draw draw I think Liverpool are not playing that well this season if Tony was playing I would have went for a Brentford win but I don't think he will so I'll go draw or uh, yeah I agree if Tony plays it's a Brentford draw or it's a draw sorry but uh if he's not playing, I think Liverpool will win. Yeah, I'm going to take Liverpool as well, I think. I think Darwin Nunes actually scores tonight. I think he scores two tonight. Uh, uh, no, I'll disagree with you on that. Do you think Jack will start tonight? Um, I don't think he'll start, but I think, I think he, might, he, might, he might come on uh, at some stage, maybe last 15 minutes or so, but I don't think he starts. Klopp was saying about maybe Wolves being his first game. Like mm. They played him in the FA Cup this weekend, so uh, he might not play. All right then, so from tomorrow, um, we have we have four games then. Um, Everton at home to Brighton, or Surely there's um, only surely there's only one team gets the victory here. Well, look, Everton went and got a result against Man City, uh, so I'm going to go another draw for Everton at home in, Mer- in Merseyside. Brighton's playing great stuff, mm-hmm. so we think it'd be a great result for Everton if they did get a draw. Um, but yeah, I'm going I'm to go with Everton and Brighton draw. Okay, Connor. Yeah, I'm going to go Brighton win. I think um, a few players coming back as well. I think they will get the result there. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Brighton win as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Leicester at home to Fulham then, Orn? I uh, Fulham. I go Fulham. Yeah, just simple. Fulham. Okay. Uh, go draw. I'm gonna go a draw. I think as well. Um, Arsenal at home to Newcastle. Now this is a this is a tasty one. Yeah. It's a pity too that the United game and the Arsenal games all at the same time. Because mm-hmm. that's that Arsenal game's one You'd I want to watch I, it. I, I want to watch yeah. it like. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go and I want to say I want I want to say Newcastle's gonna win. But I keep going against Arsenal and Arsenal just keep winning. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go an Arsenal win, a marginal win. Like this is a massive test for Arsenal huge, here. Huge, huge game. Like, look, I'm telling you, say if Arsenal win this game, there is there is no one, no one that watches the Premier League can say that they're not title contenders. Mm-hmm. If they beat Newcastle, that's it. Like mm-hmm. they have a realistic shot at winning this mm-hmm. thing. Like. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to change my decision. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go draw. Because I thought we picked up a draw and I think, looking back on that now, that's a huge result for us against Newcastle. Uh, look, we probably should have won the game 2-0 because we had two late chances. But I'm going to go draw. you going to say draw? Yeah. Connor? Yeah, I'm going to go Arsenal. They've won every game at home this season in the Premier League and they're just in crazy form. I know Newcastle are playing well. Wilson probably be back um, playing, but I think Arsenal's just too strong, and I think Arsenal could even extend the lead, maybe. Yeah. Uh, over, well, it'll be ten then, which is crazy. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Arsenal. I'm gonna go Arsenal too. I just think, I just think Arsenal have that that bit more than than Newcastle. And yeah. again, I know when Newcastle played fantastically the other day, but that that lack of killer a goal edge, scoring yeah, threat killer, yeah. that that worried me. Um. All right, then United and Bournemouth, Oren. Easy United win. Connor. Yeah, United. Easy. Yeah, that's yeah, United all the way. Um, all right, then on Wednesday night, then we have um, Southampton at home to Nottingham Forest. Relegation battle here, big that's six pointer. Massive game. Big six pointer. Oren, who are you taking? Forest. Forest. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go for Southampton because I think Forest just aren't clinical enough for the goal, and I think Southampton will nick a result. I'm gonna say draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Forest will get like Forest only have one away goal this year. 
mm. when I think that's going to change. To me, this screams nil nil. Leeds at home to West Ham. Leeds. That's another big game. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I keep saying West Ham's going to win one of these weeks, but yeah, I'll go Leeds. It's tough to go down the road anyway. Yeah. It is. It I'm always is. Doesn't matter where like, they are on the table. I thought, or I think I went for the direction West Ham beat Brantford, so I'm sick of them letting me down. Yeah. So I'll just go Leeds. Yeah, I'm going to go Leeds as well, to be yeah. honest. I think West Ham's poor. Yeah. And Leeds are not too bad. Yeah, there's only, They're improving. Like, there's only like two points between them, though. Yeah. yeah. Defensively, though, Leeds look a bit better as well. Yeah, you know, ah, the it's a different that up Leeds a bit. team than it yeah. was under Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, Bielsa was crazy, just yeah. attacking yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, like Marsh just needs a wee bit of time to to implement his style and get things right. But I actually like the the few times I've seen Leeds this season, they've been all right. Like, yeah, you know, they they don't strike me as a team that are in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all right, uh, Aston Villa at home to Wolves. Again, that's that's another that's good an game. These are good, good games. Game, like, you know. Games. Yeah. I think Villa's gonna gonna pep that one just because they're home crowd, um, playing decent football. Yeah, Villa's gonna win that in my opinion. Connick. Yeah, I go Villa as well. They're gonna go they're Villa. Playing better, and Wolves are struggling to score. I'm gonna take Wolves. Mm. I just think even off the back of a result against Spurs and then them losing to us. Yeah. Spurs. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Wolves. Just to have a wee niggly feeling that they'll they'll, they'll get a result there. Mm-hmm. Palace at home to Spurs. Palace at home. Um, oh, it's tough. Like, we keep talking about Spurs. If they concede first and whatever, uh, I'm going to go draw on that game. Draw? Yeah. Connor? Yeah, I'm going to go Palace because Spurs are Brutal. awful and the attacking wise have been terrible. So, if Kulisewski's back, then they probably could get a draw, but I'm going to go Palace. I'm going to say Spurs. Spurs have this real weird thing where like they lose a game and then they bounce back and then they lose a game and then they mm. bounce back. So I, I'm, I think I'll take Spurs. Um, and then finally, the, the last game of the Premier League game week is on Thursday night, uh, Chelsea at home to Manchester City. City all day. Yeah, a bash Chelsea, so it has to be City easily. Yeah, City. All day. Yeah, City. Uh, that's light work for City. Good fixtures, though. They're good fixtures. Like, yeah, oh, they're good uh, fixtures. The league is very tight, especially near the bottom. That's sort of like... That's about as Premier, premier as the Premier yeah. as the Premier League gets there. Um, so it is. Uh, they are some, some some good fixtures. Right. I think that'll do it then. Listen, thank you very much um, for, for listening. And once again, thank you so much for all the support that we've been receiving. Um, again, just totally, totally blown away with the support. Um, we keep saying it, but you know, for the year of two thousand and twenty-three, we would like to break into the top one hundred sports uh, podcast within the UK. Mm-hmm. Currently, one hundred and twenty-first. So, we would appreciate if you just stream the fuck out of us, to mm-hmm. be completely honest, mm-hmm. um, and try and try and break us into that into that top one hundred. Uh, you can find us on the Parlay Sports app on the Apple App Store. That's P R L Y. Parlay is an app that wants uh, non-hatred and inclusivity within football conversation. You come on, you create videos on the app. Look, your videos can be about absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. We our videos tend to be sort of immediate match reactions, yeah, yeah. Um, match straight reaction. away after yeah. after the the the. The Manchester United games, we normally do a, a quick five-minute react. They're really fun to do. Just and they are. They're, opinion. they're, they're fun. You yeah. get them out there. Yeah, it's easy to talk straight away rather than doing a full podcast. podcast yeah. on that, you know yeah. what I mean? And Parley gives us the opportunity. Like, we were talking about working with Isaac there. Like, we've big names that we could be working with uh, in the near future. And that we will, we, that and we will, will be, working be working with. with and, and Parley has given us the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, why not join us on Parley and have a chat with us? Yeah. And get your get yourself in like like this is where this is where you have a chance. You, like you can openly meet 
some of the biggest content creators, creators yeah. out there. Yeah. Like there are people on this, like guys, there are some massive names on this app. Mm-hmm. Like, and Parlay has given you, not just us, Parlay has given you, you the, the opportunity to talk to these people exactly. and to talk to us. So get yourself on there. We cannot recommend it enough. It is a phenomenal app. Yeah. And uh, it's honestly, I, I think it's, it's something that I just thoroughly enjoy being yeah. a part of. And oh, we take such pride. Feeling like we're a part of the Parlay family is yeah. it's, it's just different. It's, like, it's, it's also really different. good. Like, just like after watching the match, just having a chat, it's like, yeah. just with your mates. Exactly. It's, and the dialogue between the people who run Parlay Sports and us is, is so open yeah. and so direct and so lovely. Um, we ju- we're ju- I think I speak on behalf of everybody at the bottom bits yeah. here that we, we take great pride in being founding members of the Parlay Sports. Yeah, 100%. And they're great with feedback and all. Like yeah. The, yeah, 100%. They're so. willing to change for what the people want it to be. Yeah. They want this to be the people's app, the fans' app for football. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we can't recommend it enough. No, it's fantastic. And uh, again, folks, uh, you'll find us on all major um, podcast outlets. That's um, Amazon. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Pocket Cast, just absolutely anywhere you can get a podcast, we are probably on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, thank you once again for the support. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you have been enjoying the content. Premier League, like we said, it's going to be reactions it's after back, after every match week. Great to be back. Yeah, we're going to have your your weekly transfer roundup as well on mm-hmm. the bottom bins extra. So stay tuned to that. There was some big some big transfer news actually over the past couple of days. So mm-hmm. the, we'll definitely need to talk about that. To mm-hmm. be completely honest. Um, yeah, listen out. We're going to have our, our regular weekly uploads on a Wednesday and a Friday. So keep up, always, always keep it bottom bins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep it bottom bins. Keep bottom bins. Thank you, everybody. Thank Thanks. you.